the Boston Celtics are NBA champions once again. Anything's possible! Get the duck boats ready. After 39 long years, the cup is back home. The Bruins are 2011 Stanley Cup champions. Back to folk. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. The Red Sox are world champions. Adam Vinatieri, 48-yard field goal attempt. Set to go, snap, ball down, kick up. Kick is on the way, and it is good! It's good! It's good! Adam Vinatieri booms a 48-yard field goal, and the game is over, and the Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The Patriots are Super Bowl champions! The best team in the National Football League! Wilson, quick throw. It is intercepted! Sports podcast because uh, the world always needed another one. Uh, I'm Alex Wong. I'm Matt Dressens, and uh, let's try to keep this on the rails as much as we can. Yeah. So, just to give a little intro, so me and Matt have known each other for for a little bit. Um, we're both Boston sports fans. Yeah, uh, we both went to Medfield High in um, South Shore, I guess you want to call it, Massachusetts, and growing up, Patriots, Bruins, Celtics. Red Sox, Revolution, whatever Boston sports team you can think of, we've probably watched or covered it. So that's the intro for us. Uh, I think we'll talk about the Pats and the Chiefs to start off today. Yeah, so um, obviously this is the game that we were paying closest attention to. Um, had the most riding on Patriots 27, Chiefs 20. Um, actually, an interesting dynamic, I guess, is that Matt has season tickets uh, for the Patriots. So he's at every home game. Pretty much, and I'm watching on my TV. So you know, we're texting during the game, so we can uh, talk about anything that like we're seeing that the other one's not. So uh, I guess Matt, like, what was the atmosphere like uh, in the stadium? First playoff game of the year. First game of the year. Well, got there. It was raining. Got there around uh, twelve thirty, real early. Partied in the parking lot. Um, it was a good time. And then walking around, there were a lot of Chiefs fans. I thought it was going to be a little louder for the Chiefs side, but. Uh, Slow start kind of killed them for whatever reason. They weren't didn't make their presence known. I was actually sitting next to two Chiefs fans, and they kind of kept it together throughout the game. 
But um, definitely Patriots home crowd. Uh, fun playoff game. Yeah, going down the opening drive, definitely a good thing to get the crowd into it. So everyone was, uh, as Brady likes to call, lubed up and ready to go oh, for yeah. that one. <laughs> so no, it was fun. It was just a typical playoff game, though. Not like the Ravens game last year or anything. Where that one was. That one was definitely yeah. far more intense. Um, I like you know the time hop app on my phone. A couple couple days ago, uh, Ravens feed was popping up that day, and looking back on that was that kid was. Nuts. I can't believe I had I didn't have a heart attack that day. That was that was wild. But talking Chiefs, um, I guess the big thing coming into this one was obviously Jeremy Macklin wasn't hundred percent. He was arguably their their best receiver all year. Still played well though. We'll he did, um, but I guess a lot of the talk coming in was st- uh, the Patriots defense, their secondary stopping Travis Kelsey, who people didn't call him, you know, Gronk like Gronk Jr. Um, and he only had six catches for twenty three yards and no scores. After I don't know if you saw this because you were in stadium, but before the game, you know, Brady does the the run out and I did see up, this video, and and he, he was mocking Brady. I did um, see that. You know, so he was quiet after that. Um, Patrick Chung, Patriot safety, put him in his back pocket. He's been great all year, actually. But, um, yeah, Alex Smith, they forced Alex Smith to throw 50 times, which I don't think Andy Reid wanted to do. And Andy Reid is another. Yeah, that's another one to talk about. That was a perfect (laughs) Andy Reid football game, mismanaging the clock at the end. Not that the Patriots managed the clock very well, either. They had the ball with, what, six and a half to go? And they ran about two plays and two throws and... I don't know why you wouldn't just run the ball if your McDaniel's there. Yeah. You can at least chew clock even if you don't get a first down. You probably kill two minutes, and you really got to make Andy Reid clock manage, which obviously you couldn't do anyway. Yeah. Um, but that entire game, I mean, it was nice to see. Obviously, Julian Edelman was back to as close to 100% as he could be. Um, Patriots just, they were a lot healthier than we've seen in the past few weeks, which was nice. And they really got back to that, that air it out attacking offense versus the the not so great conservative. Yeah, they hand the ball to Jackson seen. six yeah. times. And that was the, line. The, the the less of Steven Jackson we see, the better, I guess. But I so. that was great to see. Having Edelman back changes everything. You can put Amendola on the punt return, and he actually you know, catches that the was, ball. <laughs> death, death wish Danny, as uh, yeah. Michael Hurley of CBS Sports like to say. But Dan, Amendola, let's talk about him for a quick second. That punt, that, great. that uh. Lay, lay, yeah, laying the cheese player out on the punt return near the goal line was awesome. And it looked like, what was your vantage point of it? Uh, how did it look from the stands? Because on TV, I know at first glance, I don't know if it was just the camera angle or what, but it definitely looked like he could have been ejected. And as I started to show replays, it didn't look as bad. From up top where I am, we're on the 20-yard line in the uh, side of the stadium where the banners are and stuff, so the closed area. So that punt happened down by the lighthouse. And from where I was, it really looked like Amendola just blocked him. And then we saw the replay, and we're like, oh, no, he, he, <laughs> he killed him. Yeah, he, he killed him. <laughs> Boom, you are dead Yeah, kind of no. situation. But originally, I thought he just blocked him so it could, the ball could roll in the end zone. And then... Like, looking back, it didn't really matter. It was half the distance to the goal. So instead of having it on the four, we had it on the two. And then we went 98 yards and scored a touchdown. So yeah. in the end, it really didn't matter. But no, I didn't think he should have got ejected. But obviously, I didn't have the, the greatest view of it. No, it was something that I, I saw on Twitter as it happened. And then on the internet after the game where, I mean, you name it, Chiefs fans, Jets fans, Giants fans, all of them were saying how, how dirty of a hit it was. Comparing it to Vontaze Perfect the week before, his son Antonio Brown, 
Not even close. Because they were saying that Amandola lugged the crown of his helmet, and when the helmet, the helmet hit. But, hit him in the chest. Yeah, it was... I guess one thing that people brought up was... I mean, Amandola is a receiver, so he's not used to blocking. So it was kind of awkward for him. And just sort of the way that their bodies were moving at the time of impact, where Amandola was trying to go down, but so was uh, the, the Chiefs player. So it made it look a lot worse than it was, but it was a helmet right underneath... Uh, Excuse me. Shoulder right beneath the chin. Yeah. Helmet was to the side, which is how you're supposed to hit. It wasn't below the waist. Uh, it wasn't really a head shot. Um, I mean, you could make the case it was unnecessary roughness or a personal foul or whatever, but definitely not. I, I saw somebody. I mean, you uh, are allowed to block the guy. Yeah. Yeah. And te- that's technically a block. That's he didn't like tackle him or anything. Like it wasn't interference. It wasn't. Another thing I saw brought up was like. Um, the defenseless receiver, and mm-hmm. you can't be defenseless receiver when you're a Not gunner a on the punt team. <laughs> so that goes out the window. And it's a formality, I guess. But people talk about like targeting penalties and ejections. Uh, it was just another excuse, I guess, as to why the Patriots would win. But I mean, I'll take the the two yard personal foul, I guess. Yeah, I mean, at least he had the presence of mind to, to block him if that's yeah. what he actually was doing. I mean, if you watch the Steelers game, it was a punt. I think it was in the third quarter where uh, Bryant, he just didn't block the guy, and the, yeah. the, the Broncos guy just kept it out of the end zone on the one-yard line. So, I mean, not that it mattered. The Chiefs still stopped the ball on the two. So, yeah. So, there's that. Then there's the other games this weekend, Denver-Pittsburgh we just mentioned. Um, that one I didn't keep as close of an eye on. Um, I, like, it was still on, but I wasn't as zeroed in on it. The one play that everyone was talking about was the Peyton Manning... The, the fall-down play? Yeah, the fall-down play where I just saw on Twitter a couple minutes ago where um, I think it was Deadspin was reporting that Manning told Emmanuel Sanders, who caught the pass, to be ready for it, uh-huh. be ready for the, the fake fall-down. Um, I mean, if that was the Patriots, everyone would be calling us cheaters, but whatever. I don't know. It's a sneaky play. I thought he was down, but... I guess not. He did kind of just trip up and then give up, get right back up and throw it. It's not like he slid and then yeah, yeah. got up, threw it. It no. was the, sort of the same thing as, you know, if, if a receiver catches it and they're running it open in the open field and they trip and right. they fall. It's not down, but um, that was the big the big play that sort of sparked the internet's uh, intrigue. Uh, I mean, the Steelers, they weren't completely healthy either. I mean, no. D'Angelo Williams has been out for a couple weeks. He, he's been their bell cow since... Uh, I mean, week one against the Patriots, he was he was their guy. And then when Le'Veon Bell came back, and he's arguably one of the best running backs in the league. And then um, obviously Brown. And, yeah, and Antonio Brown. Um, so, you know, you've got three guys there, uh, and Bell, Brown, and Williams, that are major contributors to this team, the Steelers team. Not being there, Big Ben's obviously a little bit banged up with the shoulder. Um, it was a good effort from the Steelers, but... Um, if we're being honest, I would have much rather be playing the Broncos than the Steelers. Uh, if they get Brown and possibly Williams Brown back, back yeah. that's that gives them a much bigger advantage versus going to Denver and playing noodle arm Peyton Manning. Yeah, he really can't throw, um, and it was pretty apparent. Like they kept showing the slow mo of the ball, and yeah, it, it and looked like a tip. It, Wakefield it looks, looks, looks like a tip, and oh wait, that's just Peyton Manning being Peyton Manning now. We we could talk about Phil Simms for a second, how insufferable he is to uh, listen to, and and Nance too, because oh. Nance is a big Peyton Manning guy, I know, and 
Um, was it Nance that a couple weeks ago was asked if, the, if he was going to talk about the Manning situation with the HGH I think on air? Was and, and, he, and he was like, oh, no, like that's, that's a non-issue. But it's, again, the, the ridiculous double standard of Manning and Brady where Brady will not get that benefit of the doubt. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so Nance and Sims, they're calling the AFC title game. And they're right? calling the Super Bowl. That, oh. God. I might have to just go to Santa Clara. I don't even care if the Patriots are in it. I might just have to go because yeah. I can't. I can't listen to those two guys. But it's the amount of Peyton Manning, like God. just the. It's going to be talking about Manning versus Brady again. It's going to be talking about is this going to be Peyton Manning's last game ever? Uh, it's it's going to be so. How many times do you think the 06 AFC Championship game? God, comes that up? that would that, suck. That, that would. Suck. They're going to bring that up every five minutes. Yeah. Oh, the Patriots are up. Nope. Remember this. Like, Manning drove him down the field. Even, even the, the <clears throat> AFC title game two years ago when we went to Denver. Yeah, where Matt Slater was one of our receivers. Yeah. We had nobody else. It was the um, uh, Wes Welker hit on Lakeeb Tlaib. Yeah. And, of course, Tlaib's now in Denver. But uh, looking at... I actually watched none of that game. I had a hockey practice. I was nice. watching it at a small TV nice. at the Norfolk Arena. That, that game was... I remember it being sort of like a slow death where like oh, yeah. it's it they didn't kill you right away. It was like you, you they gave you a little bit of hope and then they just took it right away a couple times. That was times. the whole whole was, uh like really the the whole season that year. Like the the way they went twelve and four that year was ridiculous. Yeah. The, the game against the Browns where they got the onside kick and went down and scored and then obviously the Saints game. Yeah. But I don't know. That team was it had no business being in the AFC championship game. And that just shows the coaching, I think, yeah. more than anything. So now looking at the AFC title game, um, go, obviously going to Denver now, what's going to be the key for the Patriots to come out victorious? I mean, to be honest, I think we I, both think that they're going to win anyway, but I just, think, just to... I think you got to make Manning throw the ball. So yeah. you got to shut down the run. Um, yeah. I was looking at the weather, it's supposed to be like... 50, so I don't know if it ever actually does get cold in Denver anymore, because the last time we played there, it was about 75. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I think you got to make Manning throw. And I think not just throw, but you have to make him throw a lot and tie that arm out field. and, and throw, make him throw beyond 10, 15 yards, because, I mean, if you watched him last night, um, I mean, it's Monday now that we're recording, but Sunday night, his even his throws up to 10 or 15 yards where were ducks, some of them. And if, you, if you're going to make them throw down the field, uh, the Patriots have potential to get, I mean, numerous interceptions yeah. and numerous turnovers. I think not enough people are going to be talking about, at least right now, the Broncos running game, especially with C.J. Anderson. He's the one that sort of torched us. He did. Uh, earlier he earlier did this season. He did score the game winner, right? In overtime. Um, of course, that game, going back... Uh, earlier this season when we played the Broncos, Patriots weren't healthy then. No. Um, not at all. And Gorkowski got hurt in the game. Yeah, and then uh, Collins. Collins was out. Hightower wasn't 100%, I don't think, that game. No. Um, was obviously out. Yeah. Um, the secondary was a little bit banged up too, I think. Um, McCourty, I think, was dealing with something. But uh, with another couple days to get healthy um, and prepare, and with a full squad... Um, I think the Patriots honestly might blow them out of the water. I mean, I you gotta you gotta take it with a grain of salt, like who the Patriots had in the last game. But I, I think they will come out throwing. I think they'll come out and uh, really try to step on the throat early. But I don't know. I, the game's gonna be close. I yeah. think. Uh, like 
Chris Harris on the Broncos, he's one of their better uh, corners, and last night he sort of banged up, I think, one of his arms. And I guess his role going forward is going to be a little bit reduced. So if they're planning to put him on, like, Edelman, um, that could be something we could exploit. Or if they have to take him out, if he gets banged up even more and he has to come out of the game and they put, like, Bradley Roby in mm. against Edelman, I just think that it's going to be something similar to what we saw in the Super Bowl last year where Seattle had a very good defense, but we were able to sort of pick them apart with, with our underneath stuff, with, with just quick routes, getting the ball out quick. And that's that's going to be the key to the Patriots. They don't have a line. They don't have a running game. They don't really have a deep threat, so it's going to be all the under stuff, the quick two-second drop, get it out, throw it to Edelman, throw it to Amendola, and just march down the field, really, first down by first down, 10-yard plays. Um, it's been the key to the dynasty the whole time, really. They haven't had a deep threat since Moss, and they didn't really win anything with Moss. So it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. Um, I just hope that everything's called on the level, unlike that's, the last game. That's the thing. Going... Excuse me. Going into Denver doesn't scare me too much. Playing the actual Broncos doesn't scare me too much. The NFL and the referees yeah. might be a little bit of, of a, a worrisome point for me. Um, obviously, the last game, there was a few questionable calls uh, oh, yeah. against the Broncos. Um, and, I mean, it's sort of like, this is really going down the conspiracy rabbit hole, but... Roger Goodell might not want Tom Brady after everything that has gone on the past year, really, uh, to be in a position where he has to be handing Tom Brady a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl trophy. Um, I, I, I hope, and I'd like to think that that wouldn't be the case. Yeah. But but you don't know. Um, I don't know. I I think you look at the matchups and potential Super Bowl Brady Newton. Manning, Newton, they're going to sell that. And then, what, Carson Palmer? Yeah. He's kind of a, a back shelf to yeah. either of those three guys. But I think either one of the quarterbacks, they're going to be able to yeah. sell fine. But with the Cardinals sort of transitioning out of the NFC, um, they would be able to sell Larry Fitzgerald. They would. Um, who's like one of the all-time like just great guys in the league and I if the Patriots weren't in the in the picture, I'd love to see Larry Fitzgerald get a Super Bowl before he retires. But speaking of the Cardinals and, and Larry Fitzgerald, Arizona Green Bay in the first divisional game in the NFC, twenty six twenty Arizona in overtime. That you were texting me that during the game, um, and you sort of said like this game isn't real life. No, um, I was in the back seat of a car driving home from Foxborough, listening to the game on the uh, Westwood One feed. Got home with about four minutes left, and I was right around the time where they ran the little shuffle pass to Fitzgerald, and he ran yeah. it in. And I thought it was over at that point, like, obviously. Um, and they kick it off, and Green Bay just stole overtime there. And obviously, then they went back down yeah. and scored. I thought Mike McCarthy was pulling an Andy Reid with his game management. It looked like they were going to run out of time before they could even get Hail Mary off. And... For Green Bay, they already had they pretty much saved their season earlier uh, a couple weeks ago against Detroit yeah. with that hail mary, and to do it again in the playoffs. Um, Did we talk about that throw? He was off his back foot from the fifty yard line. He yep. heaved it fifty yards. He didn't even step into it. And the guy who caught it, Jeff Janis, who 
he was at the 15 yard line when he let and, go of the ball. And he he made another play right before that, a couple plays before that, where uh, I think Rogers was sort of scrambling, scrambled to his right, and threw it back across the field. Oh yeah, and Janice, the end zone. Janice was just fourth and twenty. Janice yeah. was just sort of standing there and saw Rogers start to throw it, and he. I don't know if he panicked or what, but he he was able to get to the right spot at the right time and made the catch for the first down, keep the Packers' hopes alive, and to come up with that catch at the end. What was that clock manager? Why didn't they not spike the ball? They had like fifty seconds, and they ran it all the way down to about twelve. Yeah, that's like I was saying, like they're gonna lose this because of of a game management sort of thing, and then I mean Mike McCarthy was saved by Aaron Rodgers and Jeff Janis. Yeah, seriously. But then. And then you go to to overtime coin flip gate where <laughs> the coin <laughs> he wouldn't do that again if you wanted to. Ever. The, the if you didn't watch the coin to, uh, that was tossed in overtime by the referee did not flip, and I guess Aaron Rodgers pointed it out. Yeah, the, what, an, what an eye by Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then they had to flip it again. The uh, the Cardinals ended up winning the toss, but then there was some controversy after the game that I guess the rules state that the coin doesn't actually have to flip. Um, and the referee decided to reflip anyway. Uh, Rogers after the game was being kind of a crybaby, saying like, "I saw it was on tails to start, so I called heads." And then when it didn't reflip, uh, like during the reflip, I was gonna call head or I was gonna call tails because he had it up on heads face up, but he didn't give me time to recall it. Right. So he thinks he got screwed on not being able to recall the coin. And then after the game. Clay Matthews, the linebacker for the Packers, was saying, like, oh, like, because um, I think the coin comes in, like, a, like a little case or whatever that they used to flip it in. And he was saying that, like, one side was a little heavier, so it would always land on that side. Uh, another complaint. Um, There's always something, right? Yeah, exactly. But um, then you go to overtime, and the first play of overtime, uh, a little slant route to Larry Fitzgerald, and he takes it down to the two-yard line. He- Toasted the defense. That was awesome. I wanted him to score so bad. Oh, everyone did. And you that knew was, he was getting the ball. Yeah. They, you knew they were going back to it. It was a lot like the Brady play where he ran down with one, they challenged yeah. it, didn't get in. That shot. going back to the Pages game, that was, I loved that play. That was, yeah. uh, I thought he got in, but Air Brady. Uh, Air Brady. Sprint, Tom Sprint. So now going back to uh, Arizona Green Bay, um, Larry Fitzgerald ends up getting a shuffle pass uh, behind the line of scrimmage to take it in for the win. Great call. But it was. It yeah, was. He could drive a truck through that hole. I know um, you're not a big Barstool guy, but I am. Big Cat, who runs the Chicago branch of Barstool, has been advocating all year for more shuffle passes in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And for it to come up for a game-winning play in overtime, I know he was psyched about that. Um, he was blowing up on Twitter. Uh, Bruce Arians needs to get a lot of credit for that play call. Shuffle pass, it's got to be used in the right spot because it can be a disaster. If you use it in the wrong place, it can be a... Just ask the Bills in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you've seen the Four Falls of Buffalo thing. They went back and and they ran a bunch of shuffle passes in their fourth Super Bowl against the Cowboys. It wasn't really an aggressive play, but that one, that is. uh, You get Fitzgerald out of the backfield, you dump it to him, and no one is expecting that. Especially after such a, a chaotic sort of sequence to go from the Green Bay Hail Mary to the coin flip controversy to Fitzgerald on that slant taking Oh, that game down. was fake. It yeah, did that, happen. The, no the, way. The sequence of events, that sort of sudden, I don't want to say sudden change, but that that sort of wild uh, way that at the end of the game played out, the shuffle pass there was a perfect play call because everyone's sort of like, 
They're going to throw it. Yeah, they're, they're, their minds are sort of like racing around, and that's not something that you'd think about as a player on defense um, or even as a coordinator. Like, you're coming with a shuffle pass after, right. after what just happened. It reminds me a lot what Belichick does on the two-point conversion. Well, they do the direct snap to, well, was Captain Falk, and he'd run it in, he did it in the Super Bowl, or they run the fake. Where Brady throws his arm yeah. up and he thinks the ball's over his head and he finds Welker in the back of the end zone. Yeah. Um, it's all little coaching things. It's cool to watch, yeah. um, like the game management and stuff. <coughs> you want to get into uh, Carolina and Seattle? Yep. So, <clears throat> Carolina, hot start for the Panthers. Yeah. That was, uh, I know, so another thing, um, Russell Wilson. Uh, He's dating Sierra, who's like an R&B artist, and she was formerly... I have no idea who that Yeah, is. so this, this is more for the, for, for the rap people like me out there, but she was dating or married to and has a baby with a rapper named Future, and now she's dating Russell Wilson, so now they're saying... Um, there was a thing last year where they wouldn't play Future at Seattle Seahawks home games. Like, the DJ thought it was too awkward and, like players on the Seahawks were like sort of like like what's up with that but people on Twitter were saying did Future kill the Seahawks did the Patriots kill the Seahawks because of the Super Bowl last year um that was a wild start to that game yeah it was um and to think that if uh Seattle yeah Seattle recovers that fumble none of it happens in the opening yeah. drive um but no I mean geez what are you 14 nothing with uh five minutes into the game yeah. so but then for Seattle to come back and score, I think they scored 24 unanswered, right? They did. The final was, what, 31-24? 31-24. Um, if Hauschka makes that field goal at the end of the first half, yeah. he could have been... Hauschka, he's, he's from Needham, I think, right? Uh, something like that. He's from around here. He's, yeah. he's from Massachusetts. Um, and then on the other side, Luke Keekley, he had the pick six. He had another great play towards the end of the game, um, a diving pass breakup. He's a very good player. Um, yeah, he, he's from Boston College, right? BC guy. Um, so that game, uh, I mean, the Panthers. What you have to say about them was they had they they obviously showed their potential for that hot start and to go up a lot of points. Um, they're certainly a fun team to watch, but you could tell in the second half they were playing not. To they lose. were playing. Yeah, exactly. They were playing not to lose, and I mean, Grant Seattle got a lot of what I call plastic points. Yeah, it was. Uh, but still, I mean, they it was in there. They were definitely yeah. in it. And if you could say this about a lot of games, there were two more minutes. I think Seattle's tying that game. Yeah, they, um, yeah. It was another case of they sort of just ran out of time. But yeah. I mean, you could see at the end of the game, Russell Wilson was the Russell Wilson at that play we that sort he of made come to, to know. Uh, yeah, Baldwin. I think it was Baldwin. Yeah, in the back of the end zone. That was ridiculous. It's just just another Seattle thing. They run the fake punt. They get it. It's just Seattle being Seattle, and then they just ran out of time. Really. Yeah. That uh, their onside kick at the end of the game too um, it was close. It was. Um, it was sort of similar to the one that Gronkowski got at the end of the the past Chiefs game, but um, horrible job I want to say by Carolina. Their their that front line blocking Seattle's players because um, Thomas Davis who recovered the onside kick. Um, it was like Gronk he had to jump up in the air and catch it, but he got his legs taken completely oh, out from under destroyed. him. There was a chance that he 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 almost. Fumbled um, coming down because that was just like such a. Who was the Green Bay guy last year who dropped it? Oh man, I don't even remember. I, I forget um, his name, but that's how the whole thing started last yeah. year. It was the same game. Yeah. And they came all the way back. Yeah, because I, I, I remember that game. Um, 
I remember I tweeted at the Packers that I was on the hands team for two years at Matfield High because um, I'm a big deal like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was a uh, that was a great game. Um, what we have to talk about is uh, you're not a fan of Cam Newton, and I'm I not. I want to say that um, specifically for this reason, uh, I'm wearing my Cam Newton dab T-shirt. Um, shout out to, to Caleb Presley at Barstool Sports for, for creating this, this gem of a, of a shirt. Um, so tell us why you do not like Cam Newton. I, I don't know if this goes back to the, you know, angry guy yelling at old, uh, yelling at clouds and shit, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it just goes back to his days at Oregon. I was always rooting against, or, um, Auburn. For Auburn. They, 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 played, they played Oregon. I was rooting for Oregon. See, I'm the same way. I hated Cam Newton at Auburn because I wanted Oregon to win that national championship back in like 2000... 2010. 2010. Yeah. Um, so I sort of... I've hated him for like since then up until like a couple of years ago. But and you I, continue to hate him. I do. Um, I just... I mean, I don't know. The The... the you want to celebrate after you score, that's fine with me. But, like, after a first down, really, just get back in the huddle. Like, But you see, like, Julian Edelman does does some stuff like that. Yeah, but he's that. not the quarterback. Brady will sometimes do it. Like, Aaron Rodgers Brady will did sometimes it. do it. The one time I remember Brady doing it is because when he juked out Urlacher in, like, yeah. 2006. He'll get pumped up. He was fired up after that. But, it, so, your, your main thing is that it's because he's the quarterback that... I think so. Yeah, more like that. And then, like... Why no, do I have wait, to see? Why do I have to see him like give footballs? To we'll we'll get to that. But so him being the quarterback, is it after he throws? When, when he throws everything, like why does why do I need a camera on Cam Newton when the because is on the that field? that would, there is goes back to everything. Like, well, why do I need to see Peyton when, Manning when, or even Brady? Like when he, why when he dances? I mean, it's sort of they're they're selling his brand. Yeah. The thing is, um, I mean. You mentioned like giving the the ball, you know, giving balls to little kids in the stands. Um, that's partially to sell like the league. That's the NFL. Oh, yeah. That's the NFL saying we're family friendly. Like come out and spend your money on us. Um, he'd be doing that. Here's my thing. I think all the smiling, dancing, giving footballs to kids in the stands, all that stuff. He'd be doing it regardless. He could be, you know, playing semi-pro somewhere he's i think he'd still be doing that he's just he's out there having fun having a good time that's just who cam newton is versus someone like jj watt i knew you were going who's an absolute douchebag i hate him he's i used to like him and then he became way too self-aware with how good he is he's an absolute tryhard the the playing catch with kids before games and he does all that stuff because he knows the cameras are on oh yeah and my last uh, like I was on the fence about J.J. Watt, and then the Patriots played the Texans, and he literally got one sack, maybe. I don't yeah. think he did, and it was still into the third quarter, all about J.J. Watt, and the Patriots yep. are up by twenty-seven. Like, and even before move the, away from him before that game too, because that was the game that he had the cast on his hand. Yeah, and well, he had to keep reminding people that you know he's not even him too. He's like the media as well. He's He's got he's got the club on his hand. He's got the club. He's got a, some sort of broken bone in one of his fingers. Like oh poor JJ Watt, look at him. Uh, just just the the being a tryhard stuff like that. My like, favorite JJ Watt, Billy O'Brien. Thank you for doing this. Put him in the backfield, get him stuck. That was awesome. I love that. Interception. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, that was so Texans. Oh, 
That was so, that was so Jets of the Texans. Yeah, it was so <laughs> Billy O'Brien. Like, yeah, run the Wildcats some more, Billy. It's really working for I you. love Bill O'Brien. He's a good guy. Penn State, he lived uh, right behind me in but midfield, actually. He gave he gave a, a pep talk what was it, before, before one of our games when we were sophomores in high school. He gave a pep talk to our football team one year. Midfield football. That's, let's not talk about that. <laughs> um, but J.J. Watt still, like, God, I, just, I, don't, I don't like him. But, see, there's the difference because people sort of put them on the same level of, of why they hate people, like why they hate them, um, or like them even. Um, I think they're two different people because J.J. Watt is doing it to sort of play himself up for the cameras. I mean, if you go ask the people um, on the Texans, all of his teammates, like during hard knocks and stuff, I'm sure they tell you that they don't like the guy. Oh. He's just, he's, he doesn't seem, he tries, he tries way too hard to be likable, and that makes him unlikable. He tries too hard to make himself out to be, like, this hard worker. Like, why do I need to know yeah. that a security guy yeah. let him into the, the training facility at 6 in the morning? Wasn't it this past offseason? He was like, yeah, I'm going to go live in, the, in a cabin in the woods for, for the summer. Yeah. For the no. offseason. Like, you don't have to tell us he did that. He had a quote a couple years ago. He's like... I'm not going to go out or something on the weekends because, like, this is the yeah. time I have to work out and get better and stuff. It's like, cool, but I don't need to know that. Like, what, why? Why? Just have fun if you want to have fun, but don't be an idiot about it. And then, um, what was the... There was some sort of... It's killing me that I'm not remembering the exact, like, charity or whatever um, that was, like, raising money, but... Oh, it was, it was during Powerball. And J.J. Watts, like, foundation tweeted out, and we all know that's probably coming from J.J. himself, but tweeted out, like, didn't win the power bubble, we, we raised X amount of money for our charity. Like, sh- shut up. Shut up, dude. Like, you don't have to, like, broadcast everything that you do to the world. Exactly. Like, and, like what is it about Wisconsin guys that they're such tools? Because you got him Russell and Ron- Wilson. Russell Wilson. Who's, <laughs> like, I, he's... There's the diff- there's another difference too because I Russell Wilson's not like I don't hate Russell Wilson but he's just he's such a nerd oh yeah like he's 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 a tool something about Wisconsin guys whatever they put in the water there makes them just absolute idiots but anyway so moving on um, looking at want to get into the championship games Arizona Green Bay or Arizona Carolina Carolina in Carolina that a late game yeah. Um, which actually, one other thing I want to say about Carolina Seattle was now Seattle fans whining about having to go them going to to the East Coast. They have to wake up at ten a.m. to watch the game. Uh, there's a reason that uh, the Seahawks were prepared, were waking up early and practicing early so they could get their bodies adjusted. And if you're gonna, if you're telling me that the 2014 Super Bowl champion Seahawks and who narrowly lost the game last year. If you're telling me that they were too sluggish and, and yawning on the field, then good. They should have lost. Because if they were the better team, they would have won. Didn't they play Green Bay at like 12 o'clock? Something like that. It's, it's another excuse as to why the Seahawks lost. Because we all know... The, the 12, Northwest is just the softest region. The, the, the 12s. The 12, man. I hate, oh, I hate them when so When the Bruins much. played the, the Canucks in the, in the Cup, there were people in Vancouver complaining because the game was at 5. Like, it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Here... Like, sorry, if you can't what, get to the what game, the West Coast then, path don't go. Is that East Coast time runs the world. It does. So you, you you have to put up with that. So don't complain that you're living on the West Coast when you know that the world runs on East Coast, New York like, time. You didn't lose the Stanley Cup because the game was at 5. It's because you couldn't score at the Garden. But we'll get into yes. hockey some other time. Just another, I hate the 12s. But they're right up there at Bill's Mafia for me. 
Oh, Bill's Mafia is hilarious. The twelve. They're, they're hilarious, but at the same time, they're annoying as hell. Yeah, but at least the Seahawks are good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. All right, so now Arizona-Carolina and the NFC title game. What do you like there? I, I like the Panthers. Um, I really do. I, I haven't been sold on the Cardinals all year, but they've stepped up, obviously. Um, uh, like, Carson- I honestly don't know Jack about the Cardinals. I know Carson Palmer's their quarterback. Aaron's their coach, and they got Larry Fitzgerald, and Peterson's on defense, and that's about it. Um, yeah, Cardinals, I mean, watching the game, you could see... Yesterday was the first Cardinals game I've watched since 2012 when they were here. Yeah, the, the Cardinals, they, you could tell during the game, Carson Palmer, he's a pretty good quarterback, but you could tell he had a couple, like, like he, fil- was, he had a couple moments where he was like, oh boy, yeah, like, this looked, is bad. He he looked scared shitless. He looked he in looked the first quarter. He looked like Cincinnati Bengals Carson Palmer yes. a couple times. Um, like throwing. There is one play where it almost got picked off. Where um, he was, I texted you this during the game where his body was parallel. It was in the red zone or at least close to the twenty yard line. Just a heave to the corner that got picked off. It almost got picked off. Okay. This is a different one. Um, at least I hope. Um, his body was literally parallel to the goal line, and he was sort of like leaning to his left a little bit and off, like on his heels. And he just throws it like almost sidearm to the right side of the field. So it was just an absolute lollipop. Um, and luckily, it didn't get picked off, but it was very close to getting picked off. So he had those sort of moments where it was like, oh boy, like. That's not great, and I think that uh, uh, Carolina defense, which is better than Green Bay, is going to be able to capitalize on that. Carolina's defense is underrated. I didn't think they had that good defense until yeah. watching the game. Keekley's arguably one of the best. He's an animal. He's a top five linebacker in the league. Oh, yeah. And then you've got um, Josh Norman, who's Norman, yes. an excellent Save, corner. Yeah, the corner, right. Um, Trey Boston, who's a good corner. Uh, safety. And um, I'm blanking on the other, the other I, corner. I have no right. idea. But... They, I, I think they'll be able to capitalize on Carson Palmer's mistakes. Um, I mean, putting Norman on Fitzgerald, and then uh, putting whoever their other cornerback is, and possibly doubling or shadowing Josh Brown um, or Michael Floyd, whoever is going to be that wide receiver too, probably Brown. But um, I think they'll be able to to at least, if not stop, slow down the Cardinals. Uh, high-scoring offense um, that we've seen in the past couple weeks to the point where the Panthers will be able to pull out ahead. Right. I think the key for the Cardinals is you got to make Newton throw. Yeah. I know that he has been better this year throwing, but you can't get him outside and yeah. let him run. Um, I know the hub design runs and stuff, but you want to contain him and make him throw, and then you got to cover Olsen because he looks like their most dangerous he guy is. in the middle. He- and then Ted Ginn, but Ted Ginn's just a lollipop. If you can call yeah. him, he's not going to do much. He's he's he's, he's fast, and that's he, about he's it. a big play threat. Right. He's the probably one of the most hit or miss guys in the league. Like if if you're playing fantasy, um, I'm not a fantasy person. Just I was throw that out there. Draft DraftKings. If you're listening, I lost some money on you the past <laughs> year. Um, just just to get that out there, but. Ted Ginn, he was. I, I liked drafting Cam Newton in DraftKings because he'd always put up at least. 2025 20, and most of the time north of that even up to like 40 points but Ted Ginn was one of those guys where like he was underpriced 
but that was because that you don't know if he's going to put up zero points with zero catches or you know a forty point game with two touchdowns because right. he's that kind of player. Um, Greg Olson, like you said, is obviously he's he's the safety blanket. Um, he had a great catch in the game uh, towards the end where I mean he had a great he, touchdown catch in the first half. Yeah, and him and Newton they've definitely developed a much better chemistry. Um, I mean Newton's slinging the ball. Right. He's got he's got such a strong arm. Um, and Olsen's got the hands to catch that. But other than those two, I mean, Jonathan Stewart was back full health to establish more of a running game. Then you've got Mike Tolbert, who is, he's what, like 5'9", 290? Yeah, he's short. He darts in and out of holes. And yeah. stuff. <laughs> he's quick. He's, he's a bowling ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just, especially now that since Tyran Matthews been out, I haven't been as impressed with the Cardinals' defense. Because... Um, it used to be sort of like what the Patriots had last year with Browner and Revis. Obviously, I don't think Matthew Peterson is as good as that was last Peterson's year. Peterson's very good. Yeah, but now, now that you've got one side that you know you can attack, right? whatever side Peterson's not on, that's the side that you know you can go after, um, it opens up just a lot more options for especially this Panthers offense. Um, I would agree. So we both agree Carolina is going to be moving on. Yeah, I got Carolina. And then I think we both what, got the Patriots. And, and what a... What, what a Sneaky, uh, sneaky relief for the Panthers that they they have one loss going into it, going to the playoffs. What are you, Jim Murray? Like you can't, yeah, exactly. you can't go undefeated. Shout out, Big Jim Murray. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we both have Carolina. We both have the Patriots, obviously. So rematch of uh, the '04 Super Bowl in Houston. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was a fun time. That was. Um, except this time, at, at least we won't have to watch Jake alone. That's true. Jake, that game. Jake DeLome, uh, Steve Smith, who I, he's a nutcase. Um, and what was it? Moose and Muhammad? Yep. He had and, a nice kick. Uh, Ricky Prohl. Ricky Prohl. Ricky Prohl, who lost like two straight Super Bowls. He did. Bowls. He lost two, two Super Bowls to the Pats. And then in the first one, he has the, the greatest quote ever in the Ram Tunnel. He's like, tonight a dynasty is born. And yeah. Talking about the Rams, but he was more right about the Patriots there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, anyway, back to the AFC Championship game. Um, I like the Patriots in it because yeah. I think getting everybody back, like we said, they're, they're a completely different team with everyone back. Yeah. And then Manning is not Manning of the yesteryear, whatever you want to say. Yeah. He is not the same player. So you can make them a really one-dimensional team by, by making him throw the football. Uh, you got to shut down the run. And Belichick's good at that. He'll take your best asset and he'll shut it down. And then it's just up to everybody else to, to play the football again. Um but no, I like Brady, and I think, I think you can agree with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm hoping to see Jimmy Garoppolo, because that means that... The Human Victory Cigar. Human vi- it's time to light up the Human Victory Cigar, so that's going to be... I'm hoping that we get to see Jimmy Garoppolo play in the AFC Championship game, only for that reason. Um, I want to look this up. When was the last time a backup quarterback played for the Patriots in the playoffs? I, I, was it Bledsoe? I, I think it might have been Bledsoe. It would have been... Would we call Castle... Because if they had made the playoffs, would we have called Castle a backup? No, he was year? a starter. He was a starter. It, but like it would in game, have both playoff. I mean, have, have both playoff quarterbacks played? Like, has Brady played, and then somebody off the bench come in in the later half? I, 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 I don't think, know. I think Bledsoe was the last one. I think it was. Um, we haven't really blown anybody out that much in the playoffs uh, to have the, the other guy come in. Well, uh, did Garoppolo take a knee against Indy last year? I forget if he did. I, I, I don't know. We have to look that up. Um, that was the only the second playoff game I haven't been to. 
I was in the doldrums of Maine in Bridgeton. Um, but I don't know. Poor Matt. Only only another game that he couldn't go yeah. to. He did end up going to the Super Bowl, so there was yeah. that. That's for you. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right, so we have Carolina Pats, obviously. Um, it's a little too early to talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah, still three weeks out. These too. games haven't even happened yet. Um, I do have, if that is going to be the Super Bowl, if it's going to be past Carolina, I do have an idea of someone that either we could have on um, or if, time, depending on timing, like we would, I have to talk to you or whatever. But I have an idea of a Panthers fan um, that I could try and and get on to preview this game. Um, I will tell you off air because I want to keep it a surprise if it's able to happen. Um, but yeah. Look at so, us teasing things in the first episode. I know. <laughs> try to guess. We don't even have a name yet. We so don't that, have a name. That's what, all right, so to end this basically, so we pretty much all the football talk we, we've gone through. Um, to end it, so um, like we said, we're going to be doing primarily Boston sports. Uh, I know we're setting up. We're, we're Looking forward to hopefully some Bruins playoff games. Um, oh, there better be Bruins playoff when, games. When we get out of school, certainly some Red Sox games throughout the summer. We're going to be talking, um, you know, pretty much any Boston sports that's going on, but we're going to be talking about, you know, uh, any big stories. So if the, God forbid, the Patriots are not in the Super Bowl, we're still, still going to talk about that. Um, when it comes to that Peyton Manning is using steroids and HGH and stuff, we're going to talk about that. Um, Mix in a little bit of college hockey, too. Yeah, so uh, anything miscellaneous that we want to talk yeah. about, we're going to talk about that. Um, We've got the bean pot coming up. We do. Uh, Matt's a big BU hockey guy, college hockey guy in general. We could so. get overshadowed by the Super Bowl. That That's the day before possible. the so, bean pot. So I want to say, do you not want to talk about BU, BC? Uh, I'll talk about it a little <laughs> bit. Um, Friday night was interesting. They uh, kind of got hosed by a late penalty, but... See, now I didn't watch it because I'm not a college hockey Yeah, so anybody who doesn't know BU Hockey, uh, I write a blog, kind of cover some stuff about the team for the last oh, five or six years. Um, my dad went to BU, and then I took over season tickets. Well, we still have season tickets, and we go to the games all the time. Uh, anyway, this Friday, um, tie game. BU's just scored on the power play with about four minutes left. Nice shot by uh, Matt Lane. And over in the corner, Bobo Carpenter gets his stick stepped on. And the BC player, Sanford, I believe, he falls down. BC gets a power play. And five seconds later, they score and they win the game. Four to three, they got an empty net late. And then, uh, I believe Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Patriots game. Didn't get to go um, to the BU game. They tied 1-1. So, for uh, anybody who follows hockey, East, I think BC's up in the top in the league. Uh, BU's right around six right now, six or five. Top four teams get a bye in the Hockey East playoffs. Um, so that's obviously something desirable. But I'll try to keep this as unbiased as possible and not just cover BU. We'll talk about everything. Uh, we'll do a little bean pot before the first Monday in February. But uh, I'll, I'll try and watch some bean pot. I make no promises. Hey, it's on Messin, so at least the I'm, first I make no promises about watching it. Yeah, the same way I'm a big I'm I'm a big soccer fan and you don't care about soccer at all, so no yeah. promises that you're gonna watch any soccer either. But I watched the World Cup. Oh, we got the Olympics this summer. We, we do. That'll be something good to cover, especially, you know, if we've got any sort of wacky stories coming out of that, I'm sure. Especially with Brazil. Apparently it's happening. It's still happening yeah. in Brazil. Like 
in, in the event that you know somebody is becomes like a mutant or something. Yeah, we get like the because, three because of fish from the Simpsons. Yeah, because of the Brazil's awful water and living conditions right now. Um, hopefully, I mean, I don't want to wish anything like that upon somebody, but if it happened to happen, uh, that would be something fun to talk about. Um, so yeah, so covering Boston sports um, more in like that uh, a tighter scope, and then covering sort of the broader sports world. Does this mean I have to watch the Celtics? No, you don't have to. <laughs> no, okay, um, I'll, I'll I'll try and cover Celtics as much as I can. Do um, you want to plug anything else other than blog? I got nothing right now. If I start anything new, we'll, uh, Twitter. I, I know you're not like you don't tweet a ton. I don't. I I mainly tweet about BU on the, the BU account, and the other stuff is just I don't know personal. So yeah. yeah, we'll keep it at that. Well, I'm gonna plug my Twitter because I think I'm pretty funny, even though I'm probably not at. The situation, 508, that's S-I-T-U, and then the word Asian, 508. Follow me there. You probably won't for the three people that are listening to this. Um, so, yeah, we're going to try and uh, get this on iTunes. I'm trying to figure out the kinks to that. Do we um, want to hit, like, high school sports, too, if, if it's, like, a big deal? In that <laughs> we, no one really gives a shit about No one really too. does. Maybe if lacrosse wins again, we yeah. can mention it in passing. Um, but, yeah. Main, yeah, so, eh, probably, I mean, again, mostly hockey, professional. It's going to be mostly pro in college. Um, I mean, if Medfield Hockey makes a run. Yeah. Because I know you're an alum of Medfield Hockey. Represent. Might be talking about that a little bit. Um, so, yeah, gonna, I'm going to try and work out the kinks to getting this onto iTunes to make it easier. So can, we can get to 13 people yeah. instead of three people. And then also, we need names. We need, we, we need a name for this because we do not have a name right now. I do not even know what I'm going to put this into SoundCloud as for the time. Sportscast or whatever, but that's, yeah, we, we, that's probably taken. We might have, we're going to workshop some names. We're going to take suggestions from anyone that's listening. Um, none of you. And then I'm going to maybe talk, talk to some people we know. Um, we've got a buddy that does some sort of graphic design. That, Brett. That, that could, Brett. What's up, Brett? Brett. <laughs> um, maybe take a suggestion from Brett. Uh, get him to do some, some cover art for us. Um, yeah, anything else? No, I think I'm good for right now. And then what I want to talk about is uh, the intro song and the song you're going to hear for the outro is uh, Your Love by the Outfield, commonly referred to as Josie, that is played at uh, Patriots games when they're winning in the fourth quarter. Where we usually we, do it going into the fourth yeah. quarter, but they did it after the game this time, yeah. which is a little weird. Cause they, did it at, they, did, they, they did it after oh, yeah. the Super Bowl last year, too, when they won. So we decided that as long as the Patriots are in the playoffs, that's going to be our song, but... Going forward, we're going to have different music coming in and out of, of each uh, podcast. So we'll Take me, your suggestions, too. Yeah, and me and Matt have very different tastes in music. Uh, we, we overlap a little bit, but not. It, it's a rare occurrence. It is. Um, so we might even play a little game where you have to guess who... Guess who, who played the music. Yeah, guess who chose the music for that week. So um, I think that just about wraps up uh, episode one of this unnamed sports podcast. Um, See you in a week. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try and do this weekly, but again, no promises there. It's, we're going to see how the schedules yeah. work out for each of us at school. But um, yeah, any, any last words? Uh, go Pats. Uh, go Pats. Talk to you later. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many things that I want to say. You know I like my girls a little bit older. I just want